Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello again, this is Sue Rose Minahan, Talk Cosmos, and tonight is August 17th, and we repeat this show next Thursday on the 22nd of August, and that'll be the last day of the Leo archetype. Tonight's topic is heartfelt life. It is Leo, and it is in the access of Leo Aquarius. And so we're adding a little subscript of using astrology tools as we weave that in tonight. Leo is the whole heart. And as Lucille Ball, a little quote I happened to see when I was listening to the music here in Seattle, if you have that on your television, and they have little scripts, it says, love yourself first. You really have to love yourself, and everything will fall in line. That's Lucille Ball, and for anybody that may not be aware, she is one of the great comedians and a real legendary female activist, you could say, in that field because she really made her own show, and she still has lots of reruns. So I would take her advice. I think this is good. It's, it's so easy, perhaps, to give love to others, but you have to remember yourself. So with this conversation. I am most blessed, actually, to have a wonderful Seattle astrologer, Karen Winterland. That's W-E-N-N-E-R-L-I-N-D. And she is a Seattle astrologer. In fact, her website is seattleastrologer.com. You can get a hold of her as Karen at seattleastrologer.com. And I mentioned that, although it is on Talk Cosmos, if you go into our site, all the guests are there and the information. And she has been a professional astrologer here for many years, 28, and involved in many aspects, Western, Uranian. And for those that are not astrologers, well, you can learn these ideas. But she's also horary, which is a class I happen to be taking, and I just love. She does give online classes. And Tarot, a medium. She's client-centered consultations. She teaches as I indicated, does workshops, has a study group. So very active. And also in the Seattle area, for those, because we are AM radio, and for those that are not just online going through our app or podcast one, where you can also listen to this wonderfully, but it is on the radio. So if you click on 1150 KKNW, that's where we broadcast from. And so at East West Books, which is part of the Ananda organization, and for those of you, many of us are involved with yoga or that concept of mind, there's places all across the United States ever since Yoganda, the yogi, came here many years back. And so our East-West Books is rather a gem, and she is the consulting astrologer there on Fridays. And I will have to plug this. The East-West Books, which is one of my favorite places, is looking for a new site. You know, the the light rail that we have kind of misplaced them, and it just hasn't been a real home. They need a more conspicuous place and maybe good networking. So I'll send that out to the universe. 
Well, Karen has also been very involved on the boards of many organizations and in my mind that really is a quite is as she says she coordinates so many various aspects into her her consultations of business and metaphysics which not everybody can do but at any rate she has been on our local Washington State Astrology Association all the capacities president vice president treasurer and we have here, based out of Seattle, an online college, Kepler College for Astrology, which has fascinating monthly and a four-year program. And then a few metaphysical groups, the Church of Divine Grace, National Spiritualist Association of Churches. So those all in the past and at present, a whole nother leap, current treasurer for Council of Vedic Astrology. So... It's with a great pleasure that I have quite an astute astrologer with me tonight. And, oh, also, I might add, she is a representative for Solar Fire, which is a great online uh, software that I personally use. My mentor, Maurice Fernandez, instructed us, you buy this. There are others, granted, and so I'm not just plugging this. I'm wide open to all of them, but our astro.com that gives free consultations, not consultations, but is a great public service on the astrology, for astrologers. But there's levels to reach, and there's more technological things involved. And that's why I said we're having this sub-level of how the astrologer who loves what they're doing can learn from solar fire. So I hope all of that conveys. And now I will say, hello, Karen. <laughs> hello, Sue. How are you tonight? Well, I'm fine. It's yeah. really a treat. Yeah. A surprise treat <laughs> because I've seen you at the WASA meetings and then I didn't realize this edition of the Horary and I'm just loving to learn it. It's once a month. Yeah. There's, there's so much to astrology. You start off with just, I need to know about me and who I am and what I'm about and how can this thing happen anyway? You know, it's like, how can I make it not happen? <laughs> or when will it end? All that stuff is, is our initial reason to get into astrology. And then there's so much more. It gets more and more uh, interesting, I think, oh. and, uh, and more focused and more congruent with with who you are and where you want to be in the world it's a definitely a a wonderful way if all you use it for is just me just who am i and what am i doing and what is my priorities and and how is life treating me right now um, and the best part is what's the What's next for me? How can I grow with this, with life, you know, and in tune with life rather than kicking and screaming? <laughs> That's so true. And these uh, uh, levels, they're not just levels, but increments of mm -hmm. who the me is. Yeah. So well put. Yeah, yes. because when, when you're 12, you're 12, and you do what you're supposed to do when you're 12. And when you're 18, you do what you're supposed to do when you're 18. And those, those stages of our life, when we're 30, when we're 42, 
you're not supposed to know beforehand what it is or how that is. You don't have the capacity to ask the question even. And so so it's natural. It's called normal to <laughs> to be uh, to be continually uh, kind of going over some of the same material even. Um, I'll often have a client, long-term client, who say, you know, I thought five years ago I had really dealt with this issue, you know, whether it's my mother or some family drama. I, I was sure I had dealt with it, but all of a sudden it's really important to me again in my life. And that's, it's like, no, we're never over it. But we learn at a different level and with a different kind of understanding and integrate it more, forgive it more, um, or get mad about it all over again. In a fresh way. <laughs> in, yes. a, in a brand new way. <laughs> That's right. Which, well, is, which is all perfect. It is. And it, what you're saying triggers the, the thought that first the cycles, the beauty of the cycles. I don't know if all astrologers, or not, well, astrologers know, but the non-astrologer. And we have an audience embracing both. But to really connect with that concept because mm-hmm. that's where the beauty lies and and I was thinking too about um, the retrograde because retrograde we're learning is not this uh, evil issue it's just our perspective and a chance to reassess and life gives us that opportunity yeah we're in one right well we just finished one actually on the in fourth, July yeah yeah the fourth of uh, I think it was the second, second, I have it written down, but early. Early August. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah, or the dreaded Mercury retrograde. Three times a year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so we get lots of opportunities with Mercury to redefine how we think and to determine how we want to speak in the world, who we want to, how we want to project ourselves. And, um, and also... It's like getting the list of to-dos done. Um, Mercury retrograde it classically is a time to not do anything new, but to clean up all the old stuff. Please, please. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that more and more. Mm-hmm. Because it's, and it's such a natural part of life. Anybody that, you know, connecting it on those terms, non-astrologers as well as, others can really understand hey this is it's connected there's that part yeah I was uh, I'm continually uh, amazed every time I hear on some some mainstream television show oh it's mercury retrograde you know and and some dumb stuff you know NCIS had some comment about mercury retrograde and and sometimes it's flattering, and sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, that was really stupid that you brought that up. But that it's even part of the conversation mm. or says that it, there's a lot of public awareness around astrology at very, very basic levels. And, and that gives mm. more breadth. People know what their sun sign is. Maybe they know what their moon is. Maybe. Um, but pretty much a lot of people know our Mercury retrograde friend. It is interesting thinking that it's the first planet from the sun. 
And so, of course, with all the sun astrology, and then Mercury is moving out. Well, going back to the sun and Leo, that giving energy, that archetype that we're in, that everdescent, life-supporting, joyous part of us that when we can connect with what we love. Yeah. Such a... Yeah. And the idea with Leo is to be wholehearted. So the 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 late July August period is a period that it's like slow down and just connect with who you are. Who is that person and who do you want to be? Because just to be immersed in in Leo um it's like how do I express myself in the most positive way? Um and and show the people that I care about, how much I care about them. There's a real generosity of spirit with with Leo. And I think in the in the high temperature kind of doldrums of summer when we're all just tired. It takes a lot of energy to be nice and not be snippy and tired and <laughs> cranky. So it's it's like ah to be have have a generous spirit to feel connected with people rather than separate from them. That is really the essence, isn't it, of mm-hmm. life, that connection. Yeah. And it, it reminds me to a fire sign, Leo, of course, because Aries often is put some added in as generous, that they can be quite generous, actually. And uh, I know it, one wonders how, but yes, that they, because they, because of the polarity with Libra, you know, it's giving. They, they're generous with their causes, maybe generous mm-hmm. with what they're fighting for. You know, <laughs> there's various ways to think about that. But yeah, but, but they're fire. fire. Yeah, they're it's fire. fire. And the so, fire is that deep enthusiasm. Yeah. And and each of the fire signs does does that kind of enthusiasm connection to life in a different way with a different kind of purpose. And so our our Aries friends are are explorers it's like all new and it's exciting and what's this next thing and how can I do this and the experience of it just for the raw experience of it and true when it comes to the uh, the trine the the 60 Mm -hmm. degree which I'm mentioning partly for audience thinking here of the next fire sign which we're in Leo it, it it culminates what they started in Aries, mm-hmm. in, in not the defining factor, but just right. the fulfillment of it. Yeah, because Aries' job is to find out who they are. Ah, I'm embodied. I have a soul. I'm a thing that's on the planet. You know, I deserve to be here. There's a fighting spirit about that. I deserve this. Where Leo, it's like, yeah, I'm here and I have mastery. Leo's the king. King of the forest, right? That's it, right? Uh, and so it's to have self-authority, to have that knowledge that I am enough just showing up, where Aries has to prove they're enough. It's not okay for Aries to just show up and be in the room. Now, they'll have swagger, right? <laughs> of course they'll have swagger, but it's not, it's not enough. Then, but in Leo, it's like it's to be in your own skin and to be um, wholehearted. This whole 
uh, the peace of, of being full of yourself means to be full of, of who you are and how you express that and to be kind of unafraid of what other people will think of you um, but not have a chip on your shoulder about needing to be different even though every Leo in the world knows they're, they're special and yes. they're unique, you know. And, and when Leo's done really well, they're very, very warm and very loving, very generous. But when it's not done very well, it, they can be little tyrants, little bully pulpit tyrants. Well, it, it is interesting because it's like, why does one give? If one's giving because one really loves and cares, then that's the beauty and ease of it. And... Um, and then I'm thinking of the axis of Aquarius that shows a little difference. You know, actually, I have this clipping. I've saved it since February. And it says, in so many words, we remain an optimistic bunch because the idea was is that um, it was positive words, and they surpassed the negative ones. They were doing all kinds of studies, and they're using it to see how one nation might talk about another and Etc. But it seemed, even though we, this goes along with the idea that you're bringing it up, the positivity, and what a wonderful feeling to, to feel like that confidence of self is really to be, one can love their self for what one is and go ahead despite, um, there, there's always objections. I'm not oh, trying to say. Oh, there's always objections. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. There's... But the glory to be able to just manifest, right? Yeah. Well, and to to just, it's okay just to be. And it's okay mm. just to be different. And it's, instead of being one right or wrong, the Leo point of view says, yes, and rather than either or. Oh. It's yes and. Oh, I love it. And so that is very inclusive. It's And you may choose to, it's like, oh, not my cup of tea. <laughs> you know, that point of view is not something that I, I care two hoots about. But yes, it's fun for you. Go for it. Have, you know, enjoy it. And... I get to choose not to have to do that. Um, so it's yes and. It's very, it's much more inclusive because it doesn't have to prove that its point of view is the right point of view or the only point of view. Now, don't get me wrong. Leos love to be right. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, but we are well, right. <laughs> But we are right. Yes. And it's one of the lessons. It's like because, you know, we one of the things with Leo is to see broadly, right? And to see big picture because they're the king and there's the, you know, here's the village we have to take care of. So we have to see big picture things. So Leos make really good managers. They're good at pointing to people here. You do this. You do that. But role giving, yes, you know, but they definitely. do not do the laundry. Well, you know, uh, because other time people, is precious. Yeah. <laughs> other people do laundry well, um, or make dinner or whatever, because that's not their skill. Their skill is to be the 
um, the person who organizes the what is necessary. It delegates. Delegates. Uh, Yeah, good word, delegate. Yeah, and what you're saying reminds me again, what you're talking about, what they need to know, because often it's the sign before the sign after that one's uh, in the zodiac or in the horoscope that is so necessary to every building block. But here, thinking of the fire signs, we already talked about Aries, projecting ahead is Sagittarius, the big picture that mm-hmm. you were mentioning. I love how that yeah. gets tied well, from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, because Leo looks at their village. Who are the folks in their village? They're the king of their village. Sagittarius says, oh, but there's a big world out there. So how can I be a representative of a bigger government or a bigger ideal or a bigger point of view, a philosophical or religious perspective where Leo is more concerned with the practical day-to-day things of, of uh, do the sewers work and how do you get water from here to there and does everybody have enough food to get through the winter? You know, it's Leo's pra- very practical. Sagittarius is the philosopher king. This is fascinating, Karen. When, there's aspects, I think, I understand. I have a Leo Pluto, you know, mm-hmm. I'm of this generation. So I, I, and I, of course, know and love many Leos. But I had not thought of, because I know it's royalty, but this governing aspect. But it reminds me back at UAC in Chicago last year in 2018. Mm-hmm. And for those, that's United Astrology Conference. It's every four to six years somewhere and organizes four different, at least four very large memberships. So it was in Chicago, my first time. Others, there's like leap year, been consecutive, yeah, right? It's like my fourth. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Oh, it was Very good. Fun. And I went to a, a, a museum of the Oriental of Art. And there, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing in on royalty here because it was fascinating. It's about very ancient times, Mesopotamia with Sumeria. It was as though I was visiting that country, which no longer exists mm-hmm. in time because of all the artifacts and all the marvelous information. And the one, I'm trying to remember just how, oh, I know, oh, boy, the code. Um, Hammurabi's, Hammurabi's Yeah, code. Hammurabi's Code, which is a great ruler of the Mesopotamia time. I don't think it was Egypt because it also involved Egypt there. Yeah, it was mes- somewhere in Mesopotamia. Good, okay. So it's a tall, it's it's a maybe six feet high, if it is an accurate replica, and, and the f- more or less four sides, and a hieroglyphics, or, or not, but... The language of the yes. era. <laughs> yeah, thank you, the sim- symbols, yes, all over it. And the whole idea was, in other literature I read there, that governing had all these duties, which you are mentioning. Yes. And it was a real revelation because, mm-hmm. you know, when things, I often think of the Leo delegating the stage, you know, like you're the cousins, you're the aunt, you're the, or else you, this is your capacity because to feed into this stage opportunity. But governing on a larger scale that you're talking about, which really requires not just being creative, but orchestrating these these Lots groups. of different groups of people. You need yeah. to 
learn at one of the qualities of Leo is that management skill, but it's learning how to be a leader. So where, when, where Leo is in your chart is where you are striving to be a leader. And so even though you're not necessarily have a planet in Leo, in your chart, it, it has a space where it lives. And every time a planet moves through there, it kind of wakes that up and says, ooh, where do I want to become more skilled? Where do I want to shine? Where do I want to show that I'm, uh, I'm capable and able? Where am I a good manager? Leos are often, in modern day, you know, we're not kings and queens, but we run businesses. Mm. You know, we take risks that are measured because we know stuff. We know broadly. We ask questions. Leos are very good organizers um, and delegators. And in business, it's a great tool to have. They inspire people to do things. And in a business, it's perfect because you have other people to follow through on the work that needs to be done to make those ideas manifest. Create them, Mm -hmm. which is so Leo. Yes. The Leo has the idea. They inspire people to do. And then their their staff um, are vital to the creation of that vision. And, and a, a good Leo ruler is very supportive of all those people who are assisting in either their business or their group or organization. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're typically a pretty good boss, not always, but, you know, everybody, nobody's perfect. <laughs> well, no, there's pros and cons, right. and that's the beauty of astrology. We yeah. realize the shadow side, and that's why we have the polarity, too, because mm-hmm. I keep thinking of the networking with Aquarius and how even with astrology, of course, it's given in one case, I mean, there's other signs like Pluto, to, I mean, Scorpio in a certain way, but um, Aquarius and Uranus. But here, which is the opposite of Leo, uh, I, I'm realizing the, well, how many astrologers that come to mind that have strong Leo, and particularly on the ascendant that teach, you know, or that have strong Leo. I, it was brought up well through a, a, a guest you had. Well, no, um, or a class. Well, I don't know if I should say or not, oh, but okay. um, yeah, you know, it was a class and a, it, with a woman that we know mutually who's very strong in the mm-hmm. area of um, of. Um, local astrology Mm -hmm. and whatnot and so and i've been noting so many people have uh leo rising or strong leo in their chart you know you teach and you have strong leo yeah and and the the astrologers uh my astrology teacher was a um an aquarius and such a good networker just phenomenally good networker Yes, I just noticed we'll take a brief little uh, announcement break. This is Talk Cosmos with my guest is Karen Winterlind of Seattle Astrology. And we're talking about Leo and the full heart. We will return. 
While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Leo, ruled by the solar sun. Having departed from a cycle based on the internal process of emotional attachments requiring security and safety, the energy of Leo externally manifests our legacy through children and artistic creations. As a fixed Yang fire sign that desires to ignite actualization, Leo the lion takes the risk to generously exhibit love and welcome all to share their stage with joyous pleasure for living life. Hi, this is Dan Cusel, Jungian psychotherapist and astrologer, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we explore the connections between the movements of the planets and the evolution of consciousness. Alternative Talk, 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. Hello again, Sue Rose Minahan, Talk Cosmos, August 17, repeating for those people listening on Thursday morning at 6 a.m. on the 22nd last day of Leo. And we are talking about Leo, about full-heartedness. And it is in the access of Aquarius, and we had just left off some comment about the Aquarian energy that is so necessary in everything of a check and balance and a fulfillment of it. And so with Karen Wennerland, that is my guest tonight of seattleastrology.com, we will continue with some thoughts about that. Yeah, our, our wonderful Aquarian energy takes that I-centered, me-centered world of Leo and says, how do I take this heartfulness and pull it out into the world? Because Aquarius is about taking your ideas and spreading them in the world. It's networking it. It's making it bigger and larger. It's about uh, so much about learning and, you know, kind of spreading the news, whatever it is. And Leo is you know, it's like my village, my home, my family, my community, my kids' baseball team. It's, 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 it's meant to be small. Aquarius says, ah, get bigger than that. Let's go out into the world in some way and take your ideas and do something else with them. To elevate, yes, to and elevate. improve. Mm-hmm. It is that vision, like lightning um, seeing the new, new good picture. And I guess, too, thinking of that way, what are other people's little villages like? You know, and, yeah. and on a broad and networking with common mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the astrology tools of learning, like, well, first casting a chart or uh, hopefully with one's time, it's so important, and location, because it is, we are incarnated as a spirit at a time and a place. Right. That's why we have the physicality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there are many tools that a beginner or uh, just a casual observer now we we have we have the internet. Oh my gosh. Wonderfully <laughs> fabulous thing. Yeah. And um, from a very simple tool like astro.com where you can know your birthday, birth time, and birthplace, and be able to plug that in there and get a chart that says, here's 
here's what my ascendant is. Here's my house systems. Here's, here's where all the planets are located in my chart. And then you can go about looking on the Internet for what does all that mean anyway. That's so true. The information's um, ab- abounded yeah. from so many sites. And astro.com, at a good level, gives many opportunities. I know Solar Fire expands on it, but it you can find your birthday, solar return on your birthday, how mm-hmm. those transiting planets are affecting, or two charts, you know, a sinistry or a bi-wheel. There's all these terms. Mm-hmm. And even more advanced. So it, it is a tremendous opportunity. And they have little literature and there's, Yeah, and there's too. lots of... Uh, the problem, the only problem with, uh, with the online resources is they're spread out all over the place. Okay, so you have to go here and there and here and there and search for them. And so eventually, as you become a hobbyist, mm-hmm. it's like, ooh... Now I want to do my friends and I want to do all my family and and here's somebody who I talk to at work and they're interested in learning more about themselves and we'll kind of just go through this together. Uh, you will kind of you will go beyond the ability of some of those other programs to he- to help you just because you've outgrown it. I think in particular why my own instructor, Maurice Fernandez, suggested was is that because on Solar Fire, for instance, there's the ability to see every planet in its degree. And I don't know if astro.com does that. But then again, there's so many different... Let me ask a question. When you used... Because I am interested... I mean, I use Solar Fire, and I'm not trying to just plug it, but it is fascinating to think. As... Um, an astrologer, what are the main uh, abilities that you really love about it? Oh, I love being able to immediately see uh, relocations or uh, what are the transits and the secondary progressions with the natal chart, things that you can do very, very quickly and see all at once. Um, you know, I've Ooh, been it, doing astrology for 30 years, so I can look at, at five wheels superimposed on each other all at the same time, and it won't drive me crazy, but that's because I've done it a long time. Mm-hmm. As you're growing, just seeing the, the birth chart surrounded by the transits right now or the birth chart surrounded by... Uh, your progress chart or or uh, or a solar return or an eclipse to see how that will impact and you. where where and in your chart where right in your chart so well it impacts you and I might say for uh, there are these measurement systems uh, astrologers understand well to some degree different ones but progressions is a day for a year and it's a sense of a measurement that has amazing abilities and these are a bit more advanced there's other techniques but as Karen's talking mm-hmm. about, the, just to use the, the transits and where they're affecting your chart is, is so amazing. I know that with this last retrograde, there was a time when I suddenly, you know, you c- can stop. I mean, one can forget to think, oh, 
that's in this sign, and that's where it's activating my chart. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Or a midpoint. You yeah. know, all these different aspects. Yeah. It's like, oh, of course, no wonder. <laughs> well, and I've been doing this forever, and and a study group uh, two times ago, I looked at the chart and went, oh, gosh, that Mars-Mercury conjunction is on my Mars. Ah, interesting. Yeah. You know, and it's like, duh. It's yes. like, oh, yeah, this will affect me. Okay. <laughs> you yeah, know, and then and then you kind of wake up to, oh, there's an influence here that's going on. Isn't this fun? Um, but you, as you grow in your ability through astrology, the thing I think Maurice was uh, plugging mm-hmm. solar fire for is that it will expand with you okay. as your knowledge grows. And so, so... From that perspective, it's a, a tool that will encompass a long period of astrology study. There isn't, there are other programs that do very specialized kinds of astrology that if you're interested in that thing, you'll go there. But for general astrology purposes, which is, you know, chart interpretation for people rather than countries or other things, um, this solar fire does it all. And solar fire is primarily been for people who have PCs, Microsoft systems. Oh, that's so true. And, I forget. And I know that their next version that's going to come out is, is going Mac. to be a Mac version. Uh-huh. So Mac people are anxiously <laughs> waiting for that to happen. <laughs> Um, because it's a real pain to run a Windows simulator on your computer and that, to run a program. It's, I've heard it's really yeah, tough. I've, I've heard the, the angst. Well, you know, I love the word you put influence because I know I was just thinking as I was talking about, oh, you know, get, my comment made it possibly sound which uh, as though it was faded, but it's not, and we understand that. And I just wanted to clarify, and your word influence says it beautifully. I know, was it uh, Carolyn Casey mm-hmm. brought, mentioned that very prominently at one of our Northwest Astrology Conferences, which is held around Memorial Day and was sold out early this year, so people get prepared for next. <laughs> but, um yeah, I love that, that we have free will. That's the bottom line. So all of this mm-hmm. is just how we use these energies, yeah. which you had said yeah. because very there's, well. Because there's nothing in the chart that says you will do this. It says, basically it's saying is this is the filter that you see things through. Mm. So an event happens and you're, you you see things through that filter over and over again. And how do you make the filter bigger or how do you examine where the filter stops you or makes you grow um, so that you can go beyond the limitations mm. of your fear, of your, of your feeling of lack um, or of your... Um, just of your circumstances, general circumstances. Those are perfect words, too. Limitations and lack, because I guess one one thing's of sometimes I think the other obvious, a grow. But why do we grow? It's not just because 
it's like a seed in a coming out of the earth where it wants new leaves. It's because the shell doesn't fit like the crab. It's mm-hmm. got a new, it needs, it's growing. It needs a new house. It, uh, well, a yeah. new top, you know. Yeah. Type yeah. thing. Where we, it's a, it is an, not true to think that people don't change because they change dramatically throughout the years. They are very, um, they may do that consciously, or most likely they do it unconsciously. We change more. We change more and more based on what's happening to us. And one thing where astrologers and psychics can be so very accurate is because people are couch potatoes about their life. They set events in motion, and then they watch as it plays out. Instead of acting as an active participant in that thing that they've set in motion. And it's at Leo where that intention wants to then pull yourself through into consciousness so that you have more awareness of what that thing is, of of what that event is and what it what it means on a grander scale, on a bigger scale. How how this me now affects my family, my village, the the resource base I have surrounding me and recognizing, oh, I you know, I do have a sphere of influence here. And it may not be much, <laughs> but it's but you do. And it's amazing what a difference one makes throughout your life. Boy, it's all perfect and mm-hmm. illuminated. I, I was thinking of the word illuminated when you said it, it, it's so such a really powerful realization to realize couch potato. I was thinking, oh, my gosh, yes. But th- the fact of this conscious awareness that we really create, we create through our thoughts, mm-hmm. we create through our feelings, we mobilize our life. And so those words of being an active participant is so powerful. Mm-hmm. That There's another little um, newspaper. I love newspaper clipping. Gemini here, I guess. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> A lot. And so it says, can acts of kindness improve your health? Well, yes, it says, which one knows and we're mm-hmm. taught. But it did say that, that meditation right by itself, that the loving kindness it af- profoundly, a research shows, practicing loving kindness, which, again, like you're saying with Leo here, of towards ourselves, towards others, uh, profoundly affects your attitude, outlook, and even health, rewires the brain to be more present, and gives, of course, the mood a boost. So I'm thinking, boy, have we got reason to thank our Leo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, there's that place where... We want to begin to be more. And whether that's more for ourselves or more for our families or our children, um, Leo represents um, the children of the parents as well. So it's, it's like, ah, with Leo, the first four signs of the zodiac are all about me and how I relate to these adult people. But here's, here's Leo with being a parent and being, you know, and healing through 
children and through the childlike nature of innocence and and how valuable the quality of innocence is and how do you grow innocence into a powerful person who can be their full self in the world and being a parent is a pretty darn big job awesome and and it's you don't know how big it is until you have that child. It is incredible. I personally uh, raised other people's children, mm-hmm. but I'm constantly, as life progresses, so in awe of the parenting field of which so many of my friends, my family, and other people, and I acknowledge what I did too, which had its real virtue. But the, somewhat the difference is is that it's uh, when you raise someone, whether it's your own or not, and you really stay in touch, mm-hmm. it never ends. It's a yeah. constant growth. And that, you know, right now, too, we might think of how many, it's a real stellium, and uh, I don't know if I could pull up the chart here, but what I was thinking is is that the sun conjunct Venus and Mars and Juno is 24, 25, 27 degrees, and Mars is 29. So they're all in this great little stack. Mm-hmm. And then even uh, Mercury that just left retrograde is early. This uh, month. Yeah, early um, Leo. So there's like a really intensity right now, just as we speak, mm-hmm. you know, for people this coming week to really... Yeah. One of the cool things with Venus and Mars and the sun together is Venus is our desire nature. And she's the that quality of the feminine, which is to want it deeply, it's to desire it. What do I want? And then Mars with her says, how do I make that happen? Mars is the masculine energy that says, I go out and I achieve it. And when they're together, they ha- Mars has a very defined purpose. It's like she says, go, and he says, yes, I got it. And they're a really good team when they're on the same page. And not only are they on the same page with each other, but their soul's purpose is the sun, and their soul's purpose is speaking to all, all of them and, and infusing them with even larger purpose. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can look, can, a lot of astrologers consider Venus to be, oh, you just want red shoes. You know, you want something frivolous. It's a, it's a frivolous thing. Um, but the older you get, the less frivolous it is. Yeah, if you're in high school, you just want your, you know, to match your best friend's, you know, outfit. But, you yeah. know, and that's, that's like, click yes, your I heels want together. That. Yeah, <laughs> I want to make that happen. But as you get older, it's like, oh, well, my, my desires change. That nature changes. The value. The value, what I value, what's important to me is is the next thing 
And then I want to take that and put it Mars out in the world. And I want to do, I want to show my values clearly out in the world as an expression of son of who I am. Yes. And so it's a very public place because here's, here's this inner, inner need to express self mm-hmm. at a different level. So, you know, we've got a whole bunch of, of, of people running for president. Oh, boy. Right? 24 Tw- or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they all have all these opinions. And it's the conversation will get to be more about what do you value, what's important to you, how, and, and it's, it's already a big topic of who do we want the United States to be, you know, and because there's a value beneath that, and we want our po- politicians to reflect the values of, of the people who are electing them. Oh, I like this way you're tying it, and I'll illustrate. Yeah, just so say, it's because th- that's the energy right now, mm-hmm. and it's the energy, as you say, of our common consciousness because everybody right. is being, on some degree, somehow oriented towards yeah. that type of uh, connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the and yeah, I, it's yeah. Uh, often astrologers often talk about the as above, so below, mm-hmm. right? The hermetic code. Yeah. Right, and so it's like. However, whatever the planets are doing to a person, they're doing to every person, but in a different way. And they're speaking almost a different language to each other. And they're speaking to groups and they're speaking to societies and they're speaking to communities and they're speaking to nations. It's like, well, what is really the important qualities that we want to show and become and be and and is it in this case sun moon sun mars venus and mercury even in leo it's like i need to i need to walk my talk with full heartedness and generosity of spirit to the world and um and are we as a people reflecting that and if it is that inclusive piece then then yes we feel um, that we're in alignment to it and if we feel that there's a place in our life where that doesn't work then we're called on to change that in some way and there's many ways you can do that certainly politically you can do it um, in upcoming elections but you can also do it in your church, in your T-ball, in your kids' uh, daycare center. Um, all organizations have the need to express themselves in their way, whatever that way is. And so by each individual person displaying that generosity of focus and spirit— it brings itself to it shines and builds yeah. absolutely karen i'm just listening in rapt attention <laughs> i i think yes you're putting it out so perfectly yes it because it all draws back to what we've really started off with the help the heartfelt life by 
and giving that joy out our, our, and, and wanting to unify our purpose, which is our son. It is, everything threads through that. I'll take a, I want to say that next week, after this show repeats on Thursday the 22nd, we'll begin our next archetype, Virgo. And we start every new archetype with a cosmic collaboration. And that's voices. They're individual little segments of uh, including various astrologers, sometimes the people that will be coming up that month and sometimes other astrologers, and myself in a theme. And so that will be beginning on the 24th, I believe, of August. And that's always an exciting addition to this second season of Talk Cosmos that you're listening in. And, of course, you can remember that Podcast One has begun. It is on iTunes. You can get reminded, and you can find out all our archives. So if you came in the middle part of this, you can hear Karen and myself. This is Karen Wonderland. That's W-E-N-N-E-R-L-I-N-D. And I say that because sometimes sounds get lost in the in the conversation. And she's a Seattle astrologer, and that's exactly her website, seattleastrologer.com. And you can find that on Talk Cosmos, too. And we are finishing up with a few minutes, oh, maybe about one minute here. <laughs> Karen's already wrapped us up so beautifully. But my goodness, to be a Leo, like in one thing, you can teach artificial intelligence how to tell a joke, but according to this article, you can't make it laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and so blessed to our heart and our soul. So, Karen, we have a couple of seconds. Yes. <laughs> so thank you very much for having me on, Sue. This is really a fun opportunity and uh, to express to everybody how wonderful it is to be present and be full of yourself. Ah, oh, perfectly said. Thank you, Karen. We'll do it again. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And blessings to everybody. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots and stars.